This is Rockin' Vino, the podcast about wine and music and how the two go so well together. Find new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever podcasts are offered. Find the show online at rockinvino.com and on social media at rockinvino. How's it going? I am Coco. And this is Mike. <laughs> and this is Rockin' Vino. Now in th- it's third season. Still season, alive. Season three. <laughs> we ain't going uh, nowhere, folks. <laughs> very stupid side story, but uh, they changed this board, and now the, the music's in stereo. So oh. we played the little intro song there, and it only had one ear on, and it was like this weird like beat remix. I was like, what song is I this? I know. That's why I was it, thrown <laughs> off, because I was like, what's that noise? It's exactly. so weird. Okay. So that was exciting. Glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> So uh, we are feature- featuring another Sonoma County winery this week, a, uh, a family winery, Boletto Vineyards, and we have uh, tasting room manager and direct consumer manager Jacqueline Boletto here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Now, we usually ask guests how they got into the wine business. I feel like your answer is pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, originally I didn't plan on coming back into the wine business. Um, just growing up in a family business, I kind of wanted to do my own thing, kind of prove my own way. And then in college, I came back and I did a harvest internship and they say you always get pulled in at harvest internships (laughs) and did lots of cleaning and I ended up loving it. So that's where I am now. Yeah. Just when you thought they were out, you pulled, they pulled you back in. Exactly. (laughs) Magic wand. And are you loving it? I love it. I mean, I've been exposed to so many different opportunities that I wouldn't have anywhere else because I've grown up with these people and they already trust me and um, I've been able to explore different parts from the winemaking to the vineyard side and now I'm in the direct-to-consumer side so been able to kind of get a well-rounded feel for the wine industry and also um, out in wholesale markets too so that's been really nice. Now, before wine, was there something you said, this is what I'm going to do, This I, I'm going yeah. in this direction? Yeah, in college, I did a, an internship at a bank, and I was like, I'm going to be a banker. <laughs> I'm going to have a nine-to-five job. I'm going to have it you know, where you have your lunch and you get off exactly at five, and that's not what I do now. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think worked till 9.30 last night. So. <laughs> I think I've said that my entire time in radio. Yeah. For real. I'm going to be a banker. I'm going to get a real job <laughs> exactly. and just go to work when I need to and leave and enjoy Nothing my Nothing against lunch. bankers. But yeah, exactly. yeah, totally. Yeah. There's, a, there's a, a place for everybody, right? Yeah. I think you just got to find your fit. And sometimes you got to try try on that shoe, see what you think about it, and then be like, no, I'm cool. Yeah, and I switch exactly. back. Now, in terms of the winery itself, uh, where are you located? What what kind of wines are you doing out there? What what can people expect? Yeah, so um, as you said, we're located in Sonoma County, um, more specifically in the Russian River Valley, and we're located in Santa Rosa. Um, but a lot of our vineyards are actually in Sebastopol. So it's that Sebastopol, Santa Rosa, like West County side um, of the valley. Um, we grow a lot of Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, but we also grow some other varietals. So Gortstraminer, Sauvignon Blanc, um, a little bit of Zin, a little bit of Syrah, um, but primarily we're a Pinot and Chardonnay house. I have to say, whenever I go to a restaurant and I see Boletto Pinot on the menu, I'm like, that's what I'm gonna have. Oh, thank you. I know it's delicious and yeah. it's just, it's always great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we have a great winemaker, he does a great job. And yeah. you actually brought some delicious wine with us. Do you guys wanna mm-hmm. try some? Do you want to tell yeah. us what you what you brought? Yeah, so I brought um, the Chardonnay that I brought is a Twin Ridges Chardonnay. This is its second vintage, and it's actually 
kind of my first little brainchild. So um, this wine, we had a wine club where we do all Chardonnay. And our Chardonnay, sorry. we have a Saxon Hill Chardonnay, a Cider Ridge Chardonnay, and we, I just wanted some more diversity for the wine club because they just kept getting like the same wines. So I came to our winemaker and I said, you know, and my dad, and I said, hey, you know, the amount of wine that we make for the wine club is great, but it's kind of boring. And, well, I didn't say it in that way, but and that's like, what I said. I have mind. some thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, why don't we just combine some of those together? And the guys in the cellar got so, so sta- like stoked about it. And they're cool. like, we're going to do something really different here. So a lot of our Chardonnays that we have are going to be about 30% new oak. Um, it's a very balanced style, but this one comes from um, about 90% new oak Chardonnay. Wow. But it doesn't okay. taste like you would say... Um, you're it's not the typical, cougar juice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not necessarily cougar juice, but it's very balanced still, even though you do have about 90% new oak on it. Um, and we get these, they're specifically mm. what the barrel company calls is Chardonnay barrels. And our winemaker doesn't know how much they toast them, but they made them specifically for the Chardonnay. Are they American oak? It's all French oak. All French, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is the Twin Ridges Chardonnay. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. It's not like an oaky butter bomb. It's it smells super refreshing mm-hmm. and it even it tastes refreshing. I'm surprised that it's ninety percent new oak. Yeah, a lot of people don't don't notice that. I think it's probably lightly toasted, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's their own little secret recipe that they kinda came up with together. And how would you describe this wine for somebody that's never tasted it before? Um hmm. man, you guys. Yeah, Ooh. right. Oh, we're on here. the spot here. We're here with like <laughs> back in the tasting room. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, with this one, I mean, definitely, you definitely get some of those like oaky tones on there. You get some more of the char on the nose. Um, it's a heavier wine because it does have the oak, so it does have some like, you know, weight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, this is a Chardonnay that I can drink by itself. It doesn't have to be with food, but Absolutely. it does go really well with fish or salmon um because it does have that weight yeah it has a little bit of like a a light creaminess to it a little bit like lemon meringue maybe yeah yeah it's really good Mm -hmm. what are you getting from it mike (laughs) your nose is really good i gotta say it's getting better it's really good it's getting there i'm the newbie here yeah (laughs) have Uh, you done the little smell wheel no Really? What's the smell wheel? Oh, I should bring you what? There's like a little taste smell kit that you can get. Wow. We'll I'm excited. Bring, I'm going to get you We'll one. bring it for Th- the show. That's going to be an episode, just yeah. the smell wheel. Yes, I love it. Okay. Yeah, would this be considered a bright wine? I, I, I get some brightness on it. Just... It's whatever you get. Okay. But yeah. I, I would I, say, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we need to pull out the psalm book for this. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I love the wine folly book. That's a great book. Yeah, that's a really good mm-hmm. one. Okay, awesome. And then, so it looks like um, where where you guys are located, you guys are pet friendly. I love that. Yes. Little puppies. Yeah, we love dogs. Um, we do allow dogs at our tasting room. Um, they have to be on a leash, of course. But yeah. we love seeing our little furry friends. Um, we don't have any vineyard dogs actually on site at the winery, but we do have what we call vineyard, our true vineyard dogs. So they actually hang out in our... Burnside Road Vineyard. It's about 70 acres and the gates are open. They run wild. They don't leave. Um, and that's wow. Addie, who you can kind of see there. In the picture. 
Um, with Anthony, the guys love her. She can she'll go to different vineyards. She won't go to anyone else's house when she like crosses the road. She's so smart. She Aww. knows exactly where she's going. I love and that. then there's my dog. He's a basset hound. His name's Luigi. Hey. And he <laughs> hangs out too. He tries to run fast, but it's hard. What a cutie! Yeah. Oh, and uh, talk a little bit about the winemaker. Is that uh, yeah. Anthony? Yeah. So Anthony's been our winemaker for 13 years, which is really incredible he's almost like one of my uncles so he's kind of helped me uh, you know when I did my internship he was the one that was really teaching me about wine I didn't know anything about wine when I started Um, but he's such a good teacher Um, he's been with us for 13 years so he really gets to know the grapes he works with John who's my dad and they actually now develop vineyards together so he gets to pick like the clones that he wants um, versus you know like on Sexton Road, which comes from this Twin Ridges Chardonnay, or that part of that vineyard goes into the Twin Ridges Chardonnay. Um, Anthony developed that vineyard, so it's a lot of like lower yielding clones. So he gets a lot of high um, amount of flavors in there. Um, it's also grown in the Spastable Hills, so that part you get a lot of fog. It's really intense. Um, and Anthony just loves that area, so he really has a lot more control than, say, you would a winemaker from a place where you have to purchase your fruit from other yeah. people. And I see that you guys um, cover sustainability on your website, and so Me like too. sustainability is pretty—it's a pretty big deal these days to a lot of yeah. people. Um, do you know anything about that? Yeah, so we've been um, certified sustainable since 2008, so I think this is like our 12th year being certified sustainable. Mm. I think Boletto was one of the first to be certified, if I remember right, or early on at least. I know we weren't the first, but we were one of the first in Sonoma Sonoma County. Um, I think it's a great initiative that people have put in place. I think we're like 98% sustainable Mm. now. That's amazing. um, Which is really incredible. And the thing that a lot of people, at least consumers, when I see in the tasting room, they don't realize like sustainability is not just how you farm it or the winemaking process, but it's how you treat the people you work with, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and having a plan for longevity. And I think that's important, especially with a family business, you know, trying to pass that along successfully is a huge deal. Yeah, that's amazing. And then this is kind of really cool, but you guys have your own field of dreams. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know if that's copywritten, but um, <laughs> so we called our dream field. The lawyers are online, too. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, in 2002 is when we first started planting our grapes over at our winery site. Um, so if you guys don't know this, we actually used to be vegetable farmers. My dad started with five acres of zucchini when he was in high school. And that's kind of how we started farming. So long story short, our whole winery facility was a packing house and we had 160 acres of all vegetables. And when we started converting over to grapes, our field manager, he came to us and he's like, I'm having a hard time, you know, finding places to play baseball. And they love baseball, huge huge Giants fans um, and my dad said well you know what if you guys want I'll, I'll sponsor your team of course but if you guys want I'll provide all the materials and wow. you guys can build the field so, so cool. we have our own regulation size baseball field um, last year Dwyer Brown he was an actor from the movie Field of Dreams he actually came out we watched it on a big screen out oh, on the field wow. it was really fun we've had Little League do their championship there um, it's just a really special place, especially at sundown. I have my young farmers group. We come and play out there. It's, it's really fun. Um, but it's really for the guys. So 
that's who it's for and it's really important to you know take care of your community because they're not just my family but the, everyone that works there is we're a whole work family together so they take care of it it's really beautiful and is yeah. that open just any time if you visit the property or yeah. how does that work? Well, right now it's pretty muddy out there. <laughs> That's true. It's a little hard. I mean, take a risk. You can go down there. You'll just get really muddy. But um, yeah, we have this thing called Vineyard Adventures. So you can go walk around and the baseball field's on there too. Nice. Yeah. And what other experiences do you guys offer at Boleto for yeah. your you know average guest that wants to come and visit? So we do um, tastings. We are pretty you know, open to the public. So we do tastings 10 to five o'clock at night, um, seven days a week. We also do during the summer, we do patio tastings. We have a tour that we have set up Friday through Sunday. Um, and that includes a tasting in our library with paired with cheese. And then we also offer the Vineyard Adventures, which is kind of a self-guided tour for those who are more wanting to do a walk or just be kind of by themselves and out, you know, exploring the vineyards. Now, you mentioned your family's, the, the roots in farming, and you said yeah. zucchini, right? Yeah, zucchini. So, is that sort of where everything started? Would, was um, yeah. was that John's parents that started in that? Would that be the, the, the first generation um, of the farmers? Yeah, that would be. Okay. So, well, it kind of dates back. My dad's Italian, or last name's Italian, means tiny dancer. Oh. My dad cannot dance. He has <laughs> two left feet. Um, but they come from Italy, and when they were in Italy, we actually went over to their village a couple years ago, and it was all agriculture, and that's how they survived. So when they came here, um, my dad actually was born in Daly City hmm. in San Francisco. Um, his dad's Italian. My grandma is um, a half Cherokee Indian. And then she's very hard worker. And they grew up there. Then they moved up to Sebastopol, which is in the west side of Sonoma County, um, about when my dad was like three. So he really grew up here. And they had five acres. And my dad's dad started growing zucchini on the side. He was a gardener in Daly City. So we'd commute down there. And then he'd come back. And on the weekends, my dad swore he would never be a farmer <laughs> because he had to do that on the weekends. And uh, when he was a senior in high school, my grandpa passed away from cancer. And my grandma and my dad had um, $200 in the bank and they had to pay for medical bills. And they said, my grandma said, John, you're staying home because he had a full ride uh, scholarship for both track and field and for football. And he kind of was headed in that direction. And my grandma was such a big influence on my dad, great woman and really taught him the importance of family and she said you're staying home and you're gonna help me and my dad did that and he kind of made the best of it which is really cool so he's such a positive influence he always looks at everything glass half full that's awesome um, so that's what they did so started five acres and then by i think by the 80s they were the largest vegetable farmer north of the golden gate bridge and my dad's high school counselor helped him purchase his first property Wow. Uh, yeah. So it was, um, you know, my dad took a lot of risks, but he's, you know, always thinks in a positive way. So, yeah. Very and then we cool. ended up getting into grapes and all that stuff. And so. what made them transition over into grapes? And so my parents bought this piece of property called Burnside Road. It's where I grew up. And we were getting flooded out because where the vegetables were was on Kernville Road. And that's kind of in the valley floor area, which great makes really great vegetables because you need a lot of water and very fertile yeah. soil. So we went up to Burnside Road 
and it was an old apple orchard up there. And there wasn't enough water to grow vegetables on that whole property. So as farmers, you know, you really had to diversify and find another crop that could. And Warren Dutton, who um, was, you know, Mr. Dutton, he developed most of the vineyards on West County of Sebastopol. Really amazing vineyards over there. And he was a mentor to my dad. So he said, wow. I think you can, I think you can grow grapes over here. And my dad a lot of people told my dad he couldn't, that grapes wouldn't grow in the Sebastopol Hills, and he did it anyways. <laughs> and now we have a bunch of really well-known neighbors, which is pretty cool. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, we showed them. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Perseverance pays off, right? Yeah. And it was it was all kind of a fluke. You know, my parents, like, didn't have a plan to go into grapes. It just was survival. So yeah. that's how it happened. Yeah. What AVA would that be considered now over in that? Oh, well, it's changing right uh, now. Oh. It's a little weird. Um, right now, it's Russian River Valley. It used to be Sonoma Coast. Mm. And then one of our neighbors actually did a bunch of wind studies, so they got it. Russian River Valley pushed over there. So on that hillside, we can actually call it either Sonoma Coast or Russian River Valley. Oh, wow. Which is really weird. So um, actually, for the next wine that I brought is our... Oh, no, that's a Burnside Road. So the Twin Ridges, actually, that Chardonnay is labeled Sonoma Coast. Mm -hmm. And that's part next to Burnside. It's right next to Burnside Road, and that's called Russian River Valley. Wow. So you just we just kind of picked. That's cool. It's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah you, that's really cool that you get to kind of make that decision. Yeah. And I wonder if, like, from, I guess, a marketing perspective, if, like, you know, people are more inclined to buy a Russian River Pinot and a Sonoma Coast Chard, you know? Like, I mean, right, there's a thought process behind it all, I'm sure. Yeah, I'd talk to our winemaker about that. <laughs> there definitely, there definitely is. I mean, Russian River Valley is known worldwide. Sonoma Coast has definitely been a little more up and coming um, mm -hmm. in like the Psalm yeah. sector. Mm -hmm. um, and right now the new AVA that they're proposing is this West Sonoma Coast. I don't know if you guys oh. have heard of that no, yet. not yet. But that omits the Sebastopol Hills. So everyone's trying to figure out what that area is doing. Interesting. I didn't realize yeah. it changed so much once it was established. That's yeah. crazy. Hmm. Yeah. How long was it the Sonoma Coast? And then when did it that change? I'm not sure. Or? I think I was in middle school, so it's probably like the early 2000s when okay. it changed. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't in the last five years. But Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, over the years, you've had gotten more experience in the vineyards. You said with Harvest, helping out with lots of, of the, mm -hmm. the winemaking, the, the process of winemaking. It, is that something you say, oh, I might want to try out winemaking? Um, I like the vineyards more. Oh, ah, yeah. nice. I, like, I, I think it's just growing up, my sister... Mm -hmm. My dad and I, we used to plant a garden together every year. So that's how him and I started to really bond when I got older. Because before that, he would he was working all the time. So my mom and I were really close. And then my dad and I started planting a garden together. And that really got me closer to him. So to me, that, I think it just, I don't know, it's kind of like, means a lot more. Yeah. My sister can't garden. <laughs> She's not into it. Yeah. She, she tells everyone, I will plant... Like, she planted kale one time. She goes, I planted kale, and I grew crabgrass. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How funny. It's terrible. <laughs> she can't grow anything. So, yeah, I like that part. I have my own garden. I um, actually, I collect seeds, and then, like, pumpkins. I'll try and breed them. Cool. So, I really like that part for me. It's kind of an escape when I get off of work, so. 
Yeah, my dad can I can bond about it. So I'm the only one with a garden right now. So everyone asks, do you guys farm vegetables? So I'm like, no, just me. But <laughs> wow, that's cool. What's yeah. your, is there like a favorite thing that you grow? Every year it kind of changes. So last year it was definitely pumpkins. I really like poppies, which is weird, but <laughs> they're super pretty. And yeah. I like collecting seeds. I just think it's really amazing. That used to be like a form of currency. Totally. And people used to use that for survival and they're so beautiful that's just that's one I of mean, my weird things no but, i think it's cool yeah, I and mean, i think I like. yeah and i think like it's smart even to collect seeds in general just because yeah. are they heirloom seeds yeah a lot of them are heirlooms um i go to the heirloom festival too and it's amazing there's so many different types of like one thing like corn or yeah. pumpkins or dahlias or just depends and you yeah. mentioned that you crossbreed them how do you do that um, so with pumpkins, um, pumpkins is pretty easy because their flowers are really big. So mm. you take the male part of the male and then you put it on the female part. Oh, interesting. Them. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> need to get into the garden. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Did you ever grow your own kale just out of like sibling rivalry? Like, ah, see? <laughs> yeah. I don't like kale. Oh. I know. <laughs> Missing the trend boat there. Yeah, yeah. right. Kale's all the rage for mm-hmm. sure. I thought I wouldn't like kale, and then I for the longest time I was like, oh, I yeah. wouldn't like that. And then I tried it. Like, oh. It depends, Sorry. like how on how you eat it, right? That's true. It, it does. Yeah. yeah, and it's weird though because you have to like massage it. It's like it's kind of you like do. it's a yeah. high maintenance um, thing to eat for sure. I'm like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Like, I need the massage. Okay. Like, sorry, vegetable, yeah. you don't. <laughs> um, so. Um, do you want to chat a little bit about the Pinot Noir? You ready yeah. for the Pinot? Um, I'll pour for you. Go, and then um, we can definitely—I don't know—since this is a music and wine podcast, um, what's your experience with music? Do you like to go out to shows? Do you listen to music while you're gardening? Um, I listen to music all the time. Yeah, what's, what's think, some of your favorite band? Well, I think mu- like life without music would be so boring. Right, I yeah. agree. Cheers to that. Sometimes it's nice to be quiet, but. At work, I listen to really, you know, like, more soft music, which is kind of boring. I actually, I just got a roommate, and he was asking me, who's your favorite artist? Who's this? And I was so embarrassed to, like, tell him. <laughs> it's like an embarrassing thing, is you it, know? Is Isn't it Nickelback? Weird? Oh, no. Hey, <laughs> hey. I don't like Nickelback. None of that. <laughs> Sorry. Don't they write photograph? They did. That's a good, that's a good one. No, they did. I don't know what else they write. Yeah, no, they're actually a very good live band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't go to concerts that much, um, but I like a lot of different genres. My parents, they I don't, they always had, like, my dad, he liked Nora Jones, so I'll listen to oh, that beautiful. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, or The Doors. Mm-hmm. Or then I'll listen to more current stuff. So I don't know, I'm kind of all over the spectrum. I feel like everyone says that, though. Yeah, there's. I think but, there's always, like, some sort of genre or subgenre that people are like, I do not listen to that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, but... For the most part, I feel like most people are open to to music in general. You know, there's a time yeah. and a place for everything. Yeah. I used mm-hmm. to hate, I used to not like jazz. But uh-huh. now that I'm older, I've really grown to, like, accept different types mm-hmm. of music. Awesome. Do yeah. you remember your first concert? I do. What was that? Um, it was at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds. Oh. Fun. Love that. And I was obsessed with flowers when I was little. Mm-hmm. My first concert and my first artist that I was 
like obsessed with was Lila McCann. I don't, no one's, I don't know if anyone's heard of her. She's a country singer. Yeah. And she sang this song called Blackbird or something like that. And I picked her flowers from the garden (laughs) and I gave them to her on stage and I wrote her a letter. So that was, that was my first concert. That's adorable. Did she just like, was she so touched? I don't know. I think her security took her flowers. Oh. I don't think she got them. Yeah. But I'm I was sure so excited just to see her. Yeah. And that was at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds in yeah. Cataluma? Um, in Santa Rosa. Oh, in Santa Rosa. Okay, awesome. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So fun. Yeah. So we've had people on in the past. There's music and winemaking sort of go together. Yeah. We had music and distilling go together. Totally. Is mm-hmm. there... Is there music in farming? Is there are there things people do to yeah. get the uh, get the crops going? Or I guess <laughs> I mean I think you know when I think of music, it's there's always music going along in my making. So when we, like on the crush pad, they're always blaring music, and they actually have this thing during harvest because during harvest you're working long days, and they have like a sing off. Oh my um, god! Yeah, and they actually named one of their crews because there's two ships. Whoops, there's two <laughs> ships. Um, one of them's the night crew, and they called themselves the Night Moves. So they'd always <laughs> play it. that song when they all got on shift. <laughs> um, and I think music just really helps you. I don't know, it just helps you. You know, like it gets you in the mood, or if you play a certain song, it gets you excited. Um, I used to play certain music if I'd like go to an interview, or if I'm having a really stressful day. If I'm like really mad at someone, yeah, you have like a certain song, you know. That you what's your like? What's your go-to song? Okay, so this is really probably embarrassing. Um, but there's a song by well, you guys probably know who Halsey is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, I feel like a lot of younger people like her, but her her lyrics are just really amazing, and they're almost like poetic. Mm-hmm. And then there's one song. Can I cuss on here? Yes. Of course. Yes, you can. And she goes, motherfucker, don't play with me. And so when I get super pissed, I'm like, listen to that song. I love it. What's the name of that song? Do you know? It's called Don't Play. Don't ah. Play. It's a good one. I actually really like her a lot. Yeah. I, I think too. she's great. Isn't yeah. she coming like soon to in, in concert? I feel like she is. Yeah. She like just yes. announced her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She's the only artist that I've ever like kind of been obsessed with where I'll like watch her interview she's like very smart yeah not mm-hmm. that other artists aren't but right. she's very intelligent and like her thinking and her like how she every album is like a different story or it's a different plot line and it's not just random songs it's like all everything's placed for a reason or it's mm-hmm. trying to tell you something I think that's really cool yeah it's nice because yeah. I feel like that's almost a lost art these days yeah where a lot of artists are just you know throwing some songs together and putting them out and sometimes not even in an album sometimes they're just releasing singles yeah and um, having an album tell a story about that time in their life is is so cool you know yeah. and even the time in your life that you're listening to it yeah exactly we all have that right we're like mm-hmm. oh that album you know yeah. front to back you know it yeah go back <laughs> <laughs> Nickelback, Mike. I actually Kanakdai. Oh, <laughs> you don't get me started. Kanakdai. Oh, they were Aren't like they the kings it? of Kanakdai. They are. They're, They're reopening. reopening. They are. Yeah. I'm really excited for when it does reopen. I guess. I don't know. The outdoor venue is too far gone, is what I heard. 
Oh, well, really? They can redo it. Come yes. on, if they're spending all that money on the rooms, they can spend the money on the amphitheater. Yeah. It's not I my mean, checkbook. I don't know. Are they well, trying to make it inside? We need to make yeah. a petition. Oh, why would they do that? Everyone used to go on their boats and be Exactly. It was there. the That's best so backdrop cool. in music. You just looked over the lake and you're like, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, all the bands that would come in, they absolutely loved it. And they were like, this is the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. Super stoked. So it's like... I mean, they did have shows inside as well in the little thing, but it, it was not the same. <laughs> yes, they did have shows. <laughs> they sure did. Why do you have a story about that, Mike? Oh, no, no. It uh, just made me laugh. I, I wonder, I, I assume when bands like saw they were playing there, they're like, playing where? Yeah, like, what is this place? Middletown? Like, Kelseyville? What? Or how far north of San Francisco? Or what? Yeah. And, but then you get there. And, oh, it's kind of I like get a it little now. paradise. Yeah. And they would go it play is. golf in the little golf thing there, little golf course or whatever yeah yeah mm-hmm. it really is by itself did oh you, definitely did you ever yeah. go to any shows at Kanakdai no I never did so that's why I, was, I heard it was opening up and I was like this is great I can go experience it. yeah but it's cool well maybe on a, maybe on a different level you yeah. know go to the more intimate space I yeah. feel like they're gonna have to like restructure the inside or something to fit more people because I, I think they're making it bigger was okay. the idea that it's so it's an actual venue <laughs> well maybe they can do something cool maybe for the people outside where they like they play the music outside with maybe like a big video screen or something yeah they should like that would be cool then that, I'd be okay with it then yeah <laughs> my all time favorite Kanaktai story is Kanaktai Cash which oh. is probably why Kanaktai went out of business <laughs> what is Kanaktai Cash oh man so in in radio there's um Stuff called trade, which <laughs> okay. sometimes you trade for advertising. Yeah. So it's like it's basically like gift certificates. Yeah. Oh, that's so. Kanaktai mm-hmm. would do so much of their business in trade. Mm-hmm. So we had like printing presses worth of Kanaktai cash. It literally is like monopoly money, and it was like and it was like yellow paper, and yellow like paper, paper, right? No, yeah. they made it look like mm-hmm. monopoly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it literally did. Yeah. <laughs> so it, you like it, pull out your wallet, and your friends are like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> So the the prior owner or the the ownership group at the time uh, did a lot of work with Kanaktai and literally like, we had a vault of Kanaktai cash. So that was like <laughs> if they wanted to like reward you for a good job, they're like, here's four hundred dollars in Kanaktai. For real. So like we'd go up to Kanaktai. <laughs> yeah. So we'd go up to Kanaktai and we'd be like, um, I'll have the Dom Perignon, please. <laughs> Put it on the Kanaktai cash. And like you'd go to like the the restaurant and just like order your food or like I mean, no you'd go get drinks and you'd be like in in line to get drinks while the show was playing and you'd, like, you'd be talking to the people around you and you're like, I got your drink. <laughs> Some Kanakdai cash. Wow. It was amazing. My, my favorite part of it is they eventually <laughs> tightened it up a little bit. Like there were certain things you couldn't use it on. But the staff was never sure what you could and couldn't use it on. So if you're just persuasive enough, you're like, oh, I think it works on that. Don't like, tell our secrets, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> if you're the new They're owners. They're never going to print this again. <laughs> no. If you're the new owners of Kanakdai, I said nothing. Right. <laughs> just bring back the Kanaktai cash please. Yeah. Yeah. you get like your room bill and you're like I think this works for this right <laughs> I was told it works for it cool oh, see man. you later <laughs> yeah good times so but uh, what uh, I guess what was the most recent concert that you've gone to I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, I need to go to a concert. Jeez, you do you got to get really out there? Halsey's calling. I know. <laughs> she sure. I is. went to her last. I went to her last year. I think. I think I went to another concert though. I don't. I don't remember what that was. Would that have been Shoreline? 
I went to Shoreline. Did you go to that Is that that true? Oh, that was so fun. Of course yeah. you were, Mike. Mike goes to that, every show. That was my like dis- awakening discovery of Halsey. Really? Mm-hmm. I went there and no one knew the songs. And I was like singing all the songs. And people were like, how do you know this stuff? And, and I was like, your songs are awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Then she breaks that one. It's like a, a wall of fire. I was like, yeah. what is going on? It was crazy. It was yeah. such a good show. One I, I didn't necessarily go in and expecting that I would love, and it was amazing. So. Yeah, I like, I think yeah. it's called Nightmare. Nightmare. I yeah. really like that one. song. Yeah. It's An angsty number. Very angsty, very <laughs> yeah. rockin'. She has a song with um, Bring Me the Horizon, but I, it was not what I was I expecting. don't like it. It was not. <laughs> It was not at all what I was expecting. So Bring Me the Horizon yeah. is a, like, I mean, they, their sound has evolved completely over the years. So now I would say they are, I don't even know how to explain their sound right now. They went from, like, a really, like, a metalcore, like, emo, oh, wow. angry, like, screamo band yeah. to being, like, a... I don't know. They're like so mellow now. Like the lead singer so they sings. Changed. They yeah. completely changed. It's like an art rock band now or they're, something. Like, like yeah, like oh. an art rock for sure. Mm-hmm. And and now even more so with this collaboration with all these different artists. And Hosley, Hosley is, how, how do you say her name? Halsey. Halsey. Halsey is one of them. And I was actually super excited to see them collaborating because I like them both. But it was totally not what I was expecting. It's Not to say that I don't like it. Yeah. Just saying. That whole EP is very weird. It's like 36 yeah. minutes of just like, Dude, here's right? some ideas. Yeah. The song kind is? of. Oh, no, it's uh, well, one song is like 20 minutes of just him yelling oh. at things, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah. Like, I remember seeing that the album was released, and I was like, sweet, I'm going to listen to it. And then I'm like, hmm, this is not vibing this <laughs> right now. Not, like, not quite in that, in that vibe, in that yeah. tone, so. But. It's not that it's bad, it's just confusing. It's like, <laughs> Someone thought these were good ideas. I know, I know. What's that band's called? What's the band's name? Um, Bring Me the Horizon. Bring Me the Horizon. So I'd recommend, this I'd recommend if, you, um, if you're going to start listening to Bring Me the Horizon, do not start with their early stuff. <laughs> At all. You'll turn it off very quickly. Um, so Ammo is a great album. Okay. I highly suggest that. Um, and then you can go from there. Okay. But it's going to dramatically change. But Ammo is a good place to start. But it's fan. I love it. It's a great these, album. Like raining umbrellas. Uh, yes, I do That's love it. that album as well. It's very good. Okay, have to listen to this one next. They're a UK band. Yeah, cool. from the UK. I can't do a good accent, but I'll try. <laughs> um, did, did we talk about the piano? No, no, let's talk Just about the piano. While, while, we're, yeah. while we're on it, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's our Burnside Road Pinot Noir. So that's also grown in the Sebastopol Hills, and that's where I grew up. So for me, I just like this wine a lot. Um, we have a lot of people that purchase grapes from us from that area. So we're not just a winery. Um, we actually sell about 94% of our grapes to other people in the area. So we sell to about 36 other wineries in Russian River, Sonoma County, and um, a couple in Napa. Wow. Um, so that vineyard's primarily Pinot Noir, and that's our first vineyard. So for me, that really means a lot. And this one... Uh, vineyard it actually it it really ages really well so 2001 was our first vintage and whenever we go out to dinner like with our winemaker we'll always take the 2001 uh, Chardonnay or Pinot Noir and that all comes from Burnside Road Vineyard so that's really fun I mean even what 19 no we're in 20 now 19 years later it tastes really good so 
It's, it's a good vineyard. Delicious. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is a 2016? 2016. 2016. Nice. Okay. And um, and can these particular wines be found only at the tasting room, or are they out in wholesale? Uh, so the ones that I brought today, the Twin Ridges Chardonnay, that's a wine club only wine. Uh, Burnside Rogue can only be found in the tasting room, but we do have other wines like the ones you'll find in the restaurants, and that's our traditional Russian River Valley Pinot Noir. Uh, that one you'll find across Sonoma County, California, and then in some selective states. So. We're primarily based in Sonoma County right now. You can always order it over the web um, if you want to, but in terms of distribution, it's primarily Sonoma County. Perfect. Yeah. Now, in visiting the winery, open to the public, uh, appointments, anything you have to think of there? Yeah, so we'll do we'll do appointments, um, but we are open to the public, so anyone can walk in. Um, for us, community is a huge thing, and that's what, you know, when my dad and my grandma were going through their struggles, the whole community, my, my dad's um, counselor helped him, you know, all of his friends helped him, so community is a huge thing that my parents have always instilled in us. And so it's always, our doors are always open. We want you to feel like family. And that's something that our tasting room conveys to. It's really cool when I like hold workshops. They're always like, well, everyone has to feel like family. Yeah. Um, so that's a nice thing. Um, but we will take reservations for like private tastings if you have a special occasion or if you have a large group, that does help if you call ahead of time. We also do our selective tours um, Friday through Sunday. So reservations are definitely recommended for those because they do fill up. Nice. Yeah. Shall we wrap? (laughs) (laughs) Shall we do the question? Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's been so so long since we've done a show. I forgot how we closed. It has been so long. So... We Very like, important tradition here. I know. It's kind of an intense question. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? I don't know. Do you, need more, do you need more wine? <laughs> Maybe. Would you like some Pinot or would you like some Chardonnay? I'll have some Pinot. Okay. I'll let we'll you make a rosé. We, do you want to finish that? We'll make a rosé. You want to do a rosé? Oh. <laughs> Let's do it. We, we only Living judge. On That's good. I love it. There we go. We only judge the entire episode based on your answer to this. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so our question to you is, um, on a good night when you come home from a long, amazing day of work, mm-hmm. what do you drink, what yeah. do you eat, and what music do you put on? Oh, that's a good question. That says a lot about a person. It does. It really does, yeah. From a good night. A good night. Oh, true. A good night. Like, I don't Depends want a bad night. I mean, it could be a bad night, but I mean, I think <laughs> I like to night. hear what makes you feel good. Uh, what gets you in that good vibration? I'll come home, and I'll have a glass of sparkling, mm. and I'll cook, because when I'm in a good mood, I cook. If I'm not, then I, I won't cook. <laughs> um, and I'll probably make something. I don't bake, so something on the oven. <laughs> Probably chicken or something. Nice. Like and then music. I probably I'm probably just put on like a Spotify playlist. I have oh I have a Happy Sundays playlist. That's what I would listen Ooh, to. Ooh, that's fun. What's on your Happy Sundays playlist? Everything. It's a little it's, bit. Of, a little it's bit like housing. everything. Yeah. I don't know. I have some of her on there. But right. it's Re- just read all us over. some of your artists. <laughs> I want to know. I'm intrigued. Let's look here. I have like I do have a playlist of my own. It's called Jams, and it's very it's like so random. But no, you have to have your own little personal. Yeah, the songs like that make sad, you feel good for sure. Happy. 
Okay. And then I have another playlist called I Want to Punch You in the Face. Oh. <laughs> That's but, a good title. <laughs> <laughs> but but the reason why that is is because I actually it was for a boxing class that I was teaching for a while, hence the name. But it, it, yeah. it's very fitting and it works on very, da- on, very on certain days. I'm like, that's the playlist. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So mine, well, it start. So when I got a Spotify, I think I was in college. So that's when some of these songs came out. So I have Sunrise by Nora Jones, then Old Number Seven by The Devil Makes Three. Love it. Then Carried Away by Passion Pit, then Feel So Close by Calvin Harris, then Your Bones from Monster and Men. So it's like, and then Cherry Bomb from. John Mellencamp. Cool. Love so it. it's just like all over. That's great. That's, but it's, they're all happy. Yeah. Nice. It's the songs that make happy you feel playlist. Good. I play this in the garden too. And on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> are Sundays your day off? No. Tomorrow's my day off. Oh, perfect. But I'm going in. So <laughs> <laughs> So maybe it's not this, the happy playlist yeah. for tomorrow. <laughs> in the morning, I'll, I'll play it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's yeah. my first podcast. Yeah, a little scary. So thank How you. How was it? Were we nice? Yeah, it was fun. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so now you can go on other podcasts and feel comfortable. Exactly. Good. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Excellent. Yeah. It uh, the website is I had it in front of me. Belovedvineyards.com. Oh yeah. If you and, want to find more. Yeah, and you can find them. Uh, on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Baletto Vineyards. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Come visit the winery. That's right. And when you come into town. Exactly. And be sure to tune in to the podcast every Tuesday and uh, until we're done with the season. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs>